0: you are listening to the rumor mill podcast i'm your host spencer
1: and i'm your host lexi and
0: welcome to your weekly pop culture news guide we are still quarantined living it up um what's new with you what have you been doing um
1: well i went online thrifting and i got oh. a bunch of really clothes that came in the mail yesterday so if you follow me on instagram at trmhost.lexi yes. then i will be having doing a little at-home quarantine photo shoot of those in the next couple days and then oh, you can fun. see them it's very 70s very 70s which i love so i'm fun. very excited about that
0: yeah and and uh those of you listening out there you can follow us now we have our own Uh, individual host pages so like Lexi said you can follow her at trmhost.lexi on Instagram you can follow me at trmhost.spencer and you can follow our special co-host Abby at trmhost.abby so we are expanding which is fun we
1: are
0: (laughs) yes so moving on moving right along to our trm song of the week um it's actually become one of my new favorite songs and I just I discovered it doing the Stan sesh episode that i did last week with abby uh when we it was were so fun. yeah we I, were, love listening to it. It, it, I love reacting to music and so kind of doing it on the record is I, I think it's so fun so i we can't wait to do more of those those are definitely coming up um but we reacted to dua lipa's new album future nostalgia which made me a fan of dua lipa um and you listened to the episode so do you like the album after listening because i didn't think i would
1: I actually did like it, and I was in the same boat as you, where I didn't feel like, she, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to like it. But then yeah. I actually really did.
0: Because so. she's, she's not like my cup of tea, really, as a singer. But that album was really cool. So the song of the week that we've chosen is Physical, um, which actually was one of the standout songs from the album when we did our track by track review. So that I would say is my personal favorite song from the album. It's a great listen, really kind of eighties. So yeah, that's our song of the week. Everyone go stream it. And uh, I think it's time for our hot topics.
1: I think
0: so. So we have to start off with the weekend. He made some contour. I I don't want to say controversial because it's not that big of a deal. But he made some claims uh, in a recent interview with Variety magazine that his music, quote, literally changed the sound of pop. So I read that and I was like, hmm. And diving into the interview and reading some of his quotes, which I'll read now, he said, House of Balloons, which was his first mixtape he released, I think, uh, at least 10 years ago, uh, House of Balloons... Uh, literally changed the sound of pop music before my eyes. I heard Climax, that 2012 song by Usher, and was like, holy F, that's a weekend song. It was very flattering, and I know I was doing something right, but I also got angry. But the older I get, I realize it's a good thing. So I listened to Climax by Usher, and I gotta tell ya, um, it's R&B, it's kind of alternative, but it wasn't anything special. So, as for, you know, him saying that, you know, he's changed the sound of pop, what's your take on that?
1: I think that, here's the thing, and I think you might disagree with me a little bit, I don't know that he necessarily revolutionized pop, but I do think he definitely kind of changed the general pop sound a little bit, because his music has that kind of
0: um it's very unique it's very different
1: yeah, it's a, it is a unique sound i'm trying to think of how to describe it and it's escaping me i woke up early for this <laughs> recording everyone so if i sound a little if i say something a little stupid
0: you're still I'm half asleep
1: yeah i'm 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 not not on my full eight hours so um but anyway so yeah i can't think of exactly the terms to describe his sound but it's it is very specific and i think that more and more people are starting to incorporate that sound a little bit that's fair so i think that he's I think he's influencing it. i i i don't know i feel like to say you've literally changed the sound of pop music that's like a pretty big claim. yeah and i think he's certainly helped influence it and push it in the right direction
0: but or a new direction
1: the, he, yeah but he's not the yeah. only person who's pushing pop because if you look at like Billie eilish lana del rey like Billie um, eilish like lana del rey like they really i would like, say I mean, especially billy like really yeah. revolutionized what pop sounds like like Like, I love The Weeknd, but I would say that Billy probably has had more of an impact on the general pop sound
0: than than The Weeknd has. You know, I just feel like, well, he goes on to say, um, after he got some kind of mixed reactions to his claims, um, he responded on Twitter saying, Of course, media blows things out of proportion and takes things out of context. Usher is a king and... Always an inspiration, so it was flattering to hear what him and Diplo did on Climax, which Diplo produced that song for Usher. Now, people think that he kind of was throwing shade at Usher for, like, stealing his sound. Um, I don't know. I, you know, Diplo admitted that uh, he was inspired by Usher, or he was inspired by The Weeknd to create that song for Usher, and Usher hasn't really directly responded but he has tweeted out something kind of cryptic that people think could be a dig. So this is what Usher tweeted. Have you ever seen the moon bark back at the dog? Question mark. Yeah,
1: that feels like a response.
0: Which, I mean. That
1: feels like a
0: response. <laughs> it, it feels definitely kind of like a shady response. Um, I just, I feel like, you know, House of Balloons was released, like I said, over 10 years ago. It was a mixtape. <laughs> it was not an official album it wasn't I don't know if it was under a major label Um, it's critically acclaimed but it didn't appear anywhere on the charts and what I have to say is that after House of Balloons after he released that mixtape he released two more mixtapes in the years following and his debut album didn't come out until 2011 which was kiss land and since then he's only released four albums now granted All four of those albums have sold extremely well. I mean, his most recent album, he got two number one hits, top of the charts, 400,000 units sold in the first week. So I will give him credit for being a numbers giant. He gets the numbers. But, But to say, you know, he's literally changed the sound of pop, I just hate that. Like, I'm thinking to myself, you're on your fourth album. Granted, you have successful music, but are you... Lasting? Are you going to have longevity? Because while he has had major hits, like obviously 2015 was when he really broke out with Can't Feel My Face, which is probably his biggest hit. You know, that was released five years ago. So even though that's his biggest hit, is anyone five years later still listening to that song? The answer is probably not. So, you know, he produces hits in his eras, in his you know, hot moments. But as for the longevity of his work, I feel like people move on very quickly these days with music. So it's not like in the eighties or nineties when Mariah would release a song or Madonna. And those songs are still listened to today. You know, they're still recognized as iconic. So uh-huh. I just, I don't know if the weekend has that to where in five years and 10 years is somebody going to still be listening to can't feel my face, you know, from 2015 so it, it just comes down you know and we'll see and maybe I'll be eating my words in 10 years but we will just have to see if you know down the line are these really popular singles he's releasing now that are successful yeah. are they gonna still be successful cause you know he's coming off of a very successful album you know his ego is probably a little bit inflated so he's looking around I feel
1: like, like you can't I feel like can't be the one to say, I'm the one that changed everything. Yeah. You it's know? A, music is like a team effort. Be, even if, because here's the thing I feel like even if you are 100% right and you revolutionize the music industry, you can't say that out loud. You yeah. have to wait for somebody else to say that about you. Yeah. Because the thing is, how we see ourselves is always going to be different from how other people see us. So it's like, I don't want to. Ha- if it was like if the, if I was in his shoes, I wouldn't want to be like, no, yeah, like I changed the sound of music, and then have everybody everybody be like, I mean, yeah, yeah. or like, no, you know, I don't yeah. think so. I would rather it be like everybody else is like, wow, you've changed the sound of pop. music. Yeah, you've like, been so influential. Even if, and even even if I have a hundred percent agreed the entire time, and I'm like, yeah, like when were you guys gonna figure it out? You know, like even if I completely agree. Like, it's just not my... I don't feel like I can say it first because then I feel like it's a little bit...
0: Cocky. It's cocky. Yeah. It just... It leaves a bad taste in your mouth because then then you think to yourself, well, who does this guy think he is? He's released four albums. Like, that's... He's been around for over ten years but really hasn't... Didn't find major fame until about five years ago. So is five years, you know, the span of his popularity or major, you know, general public popularity, is that enough to to have had him literally change the sound of pop? My answer is no. But I know I'm a little bit more harsh. Um, I just, I feel like, you know, he's still somewhat a little bit indie. You know, he has broken into mainstream. He can get the number ones. But to me, he's still a little bit, like off the grid, a little... Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, you know, I personally, I would say that I would agree with you that Billy has probably had more impact with the one album she's released. And I would say that I'm more of a fan than The Weeknd over Billy. But, you know, I can recognize, you know, who's been more impactful. And on top of that, you know, Lana Del Rey, 2012, was the one to kind of breathe new life into the alternative genre so so you know she became more popular before he did so you know it 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 doesn't matter who's been more influential or who's changed the sound of pop more it's a team effort so to just be like well it's me i've changed the sound of pop like like, I'm I'm on my high horse because my album just debuted with 400,000 units in its first week, which is incredible. I'm not going to take that away, but oh, yeah. he's a little biased because he's talking about himself, which is kind of the point you made, a little bit, where you can't say it about yourself. You have to wait until somebody yeah, else says it. It has to it. be
1: objective. It has to be objective. It,
0: I mean, you know? true. Like If
1: you're, if, like, unless you're, like, the Beatles or Jimi Hendrix. Mariah Carey or, Carrey, or Yeah. Yeah, whoever. That's like those people, like truly changed the sound.
0: Yeah, of
1: the music of their generation and changed the sound of music forever. You know.
0: And I would but... say, I would say that Mariah in 1995 was the first pop artist um, to ever. I think. I think this is true. This is what I've heard. Was the first pop artist ever to collaborate with a rapper. And so all the songs these days that are hip hop and pop mixed, you know, like with a pop star and, and a rapper, that's because of Mariah. But even back then in the height of her career, she would have never been caught saying, well, I, I created this ultra mega famous collaboration that changed pop music. It changed hip hop, but she wouldn't. She would drop dead before saying something like that. So I feel like yeah, no, sure. with huge fame that he's kind of acquiring comes humility. And he's real. he's, I don't know. I think that it's a public relations wise. It was a bad move to say that. Um, I, I don't know. Um, any last words or thoughts on the topic?
1: If you are an artist of any, any kind, don't give yourself an award. Let other people do that.
0: Yes. Quote of the year.
1: <laughs> this next story hits me in the core because I used to listen to Adele constantly in middle school. She was really? my
0: favorite artist. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. She's I love okay. Adele.
1: I used to sing her songs all the time.
0: I but, vaguely remember anyway,
1: that. Rumor has it. A Los Angeles courthouse has granted that the details of Adele's ongoing separation from her husband, Simon Kinecki, will remain private. The couple have never signed a prenup, and Kinecki could be entitled to half of her $171 million Ooh. fortune, which, if you don't want to do the math on the spot, is $85.5 <laughs> million. Dollars, Yikes. Which is tragic.
0: That's, I, I, why, why wouldn't you sign a prenup?
1: Well, you think you're going to be in
0: love forever. Yeah, but if you're a huge celebrity, like, I just feel like it's so common to sign a prenup. It's just the smartest move, because now if you don't, you're like Adele, and you're going to be caught in situations like this. Um, Yeah. I mean, she has $171 million, so taking half of it away, I mean, it'll be a blow, but it's not like she won't be able to live on the other eighty five million that she still has.
1: Yeah, I mean that is true.
0: What do you think about it? Do you think it's kind of an injustice?
1: I, I always think it's unfair whenever somebody's like obviously they're making the most money and then they lose it all. But at yeah. the same time, you know, it's gold diggers exist and it's a yeah. common thing that happens. Yeah. So you know,
0: it's like, it's unfortunate, but.
1: I feel, and I feel bad for her because it's a really, you know, it's a really troubling place to be, yeah. you know, half of any fortune that you have. Because if you're if you're living, like you make, a, like you're worth $171 million,
0: yeah. then, then suddenly
1: having half of that taken away, you can be in serious debt because all of a sudden now your lifestyle is, you know, you don't true. have that That's money true. anymore,
0: you yeah. know? I mean, obviously so, she can recuperate it and with what's left, it's not like she's ever going to not have any money. I mean, she'll have over $80 million left. It's just kind of like, you know, you think she went on tour and she made all those... Or she made the albums that she's made and the songs, and that's what's given her her money. So it's kind of like... It It seems a little unfair, but at the same time, I think that if any celebrity is stupid enough to not sign a prenup, when they're, especially when they're marrying somebody that's not a celebrity, you know, mm-hmm. divorces get really messy. And lawyers, divorce lawyers particularly are notorious for you know kind of whispering in their client's ear you know so i bet he got himself a lawyer and they were like well guess what you're entitled to half of this i would go after it and i mean who's gonna I mean, say yeah, no
1: he'd be set for life you know he'd exactly. literally never have to work again he'd be this free single man You can go trapezing around the, yeah. the globe yeah with 80 million dollars eighty-five and a half million and a half million dollars true so
0: well good luck to them both good luck So, rumor has it, Tiger King's Carol Baskin is hiding something, according to a body language expert, which... She's
1: hiding John Lewis' body. Yeah,
0: which isn't all that surprising. But, the body language expert, who has a YouTube channel, not sure if he has a degree or any sort of, like, certification, but, I mean, he calls himself a body language expert, so we'll go with it. Um, His name is Bruce Durham... And he recently came out with a video on his YouTube channel, kind of analyzing how she behaved in her Tiger King interview moments when the producers were asking her questions. So he uncovered some interesting things. Um, First of all, he said that when she was asked about threatening him talking about Don Lewis before his disappearance, she compressed her lips. So, Durham went on to explain that when someone presses their lips together, it's a sign that there might be something going on in their head that they're trying to hold back. So this is kind of telling. You know, if if a body language expert or so-called body language expert is kind of looking at her and picking this out, then is she doing a very good job of hiding it? You know, maybe just regular viewers like you and me are just not smart enough to recognize that these are telltale signs that she might be lying. Um, mm-hmm. I know we talked about in our crime files episode, we went over Tiger King, which that's available to listen to. We did a full recap. Um, we kind of shared our opinions on it, um, but the body language expert went on to say that um, when she was asked about, when she was further asked about his disappearance and why she didn't have a, a memorial for him after they declared him dead in 2002. Um, there was no looking down. She looked straight at the interviewer and she looked straight ahead, which usually in body language terms, when you look down, when you're having a conversation, it's because you're trying to recollect memories or thoughts. And so because she looked straight ahead without even flinching and answered, it might be a sign that she is coming up with something or making something up rather than drawing from a memory or a thought or something like that. So do you think that these kind of telltale body language signs are anything sufficient?
1: Um, I mean, I certainly believe that she's hiding something, and I think that they're definitely telling to an extent. I feel like my thing, though, is I feel like a lot of the body language, it's hard to know where it comes from because I think yeah. that she's rehearsed her answer or said oh, her yeah. answer so many times. Um, that is kind of just automatic at this point, you know, yeah. when you spent years, it's been, I mean, it's been years, you know, and it's like, what happened to John Lewis? Well, I just don't know, yeah. you know, and you've been saying that
0: for last know, however, I last long. I heard he told me he was going to Costa Rica and that's it. Like, there's yeah. like so no, like, there's, there's like no you're concern. Not gonna be, you're not
1: going to be emotional about it anymore. True. Whether or not you
0: truly Did ever something. loved
1: him, because it's been so long. So I don't know, I feel like it's definite I was I will say that there was certain moments in the show where she'd be talking about him or whatever and I would be like, that just doesn't quite seem right. Yeah. But I do also, as usual, give a lot of grace yeah. because circumstantially you could argue, well, it's been a long time, you know.
0: True. Um, Who knows? She so- she and her new husband are also extremely quote angry. At the producers of Tiger King, and she actually, in her first interview since the show aired, she spoke to the Tampa Bay Times, and told them there are no words for how disappointing it is to see that the series not only does not do any of that which focus on animal rights, uh, but has had the sole goal of being as salacious and sensational as possible to draw viewers. As but
1: what's a, the whole point? That's yeah, like, yeah, I mean, that's it's why they made it.
0: It's a Netflix documentary, and obviously they ran into that, and that's, like, gold. Like, that's why they did a full episode on it. It's like, I mean, a a documentary producer for Netflix could only be so lucky to find something as crazy as Tiger King. So, you know, what did she think was going to happen? But Mm -hmm. anyway, she went on to say, As part of that, it has a segment devoted to suggesting, with lies and innuendos from people who are not credible, that I had a role in the disappearance of my husband Don in 1997.
1: Oh, who's not... Credible, like what his family
0: yeah who like who is she talking about the people that worked with him yeah. every day his daughters and who is she saying yeah who, who out of those people is supposed to be not credible the people he worked with on a daily basis like his number one assistant yeah. his family
1: members because like i would assume his, that his previous wife
0: yeah How all these say
1: that those people aren't
0: yeah like what is if that
1: everybody around him thinks you're guilty
0: you're probably guilty hello
1: we are where there's smoke there's fire honey
0: True. So, true. I, you
1: just don't. Here's the She just doesn't like it because now people think she's a murderer. Because exactly. she very likely is. So
0: or she, I, I or she had a hand. I it, or she, you know? she could have had something to do with it on the sidelines or something. I mean, it's all speculation. The case. I'm
1: sure, she did it herself.
0: You well, really yeah. think
1: the fact that everybody that she's been in a relationship with has gotten the restraint, like attempted to get a restraining order against her, honey.
0: So you, I see. I go back and forth, but you you have a stance on this. You think that she did it.
1: Oh, I I feel very strongly that she did it.
0: I mean, there's obviously something fishy going on. Which I mean, we talked about all of our theories on the crime files episode we did. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, I think it's plausible that she definitely had something to do with it, um, or did it herself. Um, I'm still upset that no one DNA tested the meat grinder. Hello, people. Police department well, the
1: thing is it's gonna be too late now, probably. Yeah. I don't know how long I mean I, I don't know how long
0: DNA lasts, but I would imagine that oh, after all these years oh, yeah. it's not gonna be left. I, I course, really don't probably just got hold on the side. I really don't but... think that there's anything that could really get her convicted at this point. I think it's too late, which is unfortunate. But okay. hey, there's no statute of limitations on murder. So you never know what could happen. You never know.
1: Almost even crazier, Tiger King news. Rumor has it Trump says he will, quote, take a look, end quote, into pardoning Tiger King's Joe Exotic, which I think is ridiculous. But President Trump recently, oh yeah, President Trump recently told a reporter during a White House briefing that he will take a look into pardoning Tiger King's Joe Exotic, who is currently serving 22 years in prison. Basically, um, one of Trump's sons is petitioning for Joe's release and. Trump obviously didn't really know anything about it. Um, it was actually kind of funny because he was like, "Which son? Must yeah, be he was. Done? What did he do? He was taken aback. He was twenty-two for what? What did he do? Yeah. And then he literally was like asking both sides of the reporters, like, do you think he did it? Do you think he did it?' Which I think is actually kind of funny. I mean, I don't think there's no way he'll actually get pardoned. He was found guilty on all was it nineteen counts? I think so. Of what he was charged with, there's no he like his appeals. There's no way. And if you like. I don't
0: know if you watched the oh most I did recent episode. Yeah, yeah.
1: There was no sympathy. There was there no was sympathy it. for him. They were all like,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. No,
1: he was killing cats all the time. Like it was just not cool. You know. Like, yeah. You know, some one uh, of them yeah. was like, yeah, good riddance, You know. Yeah, jail, I think know? that was, was who like, was
0: that? That was his like security guy or something. Like, like they all turned on him. Like they are all done. Like, like. But,
1: yeah, well, he does not
0: he, have one he ally.
1: Oh no, he treated them like like trash though for years. Yeah. And I mean the only one who's, you know, mildly empathetic is Seth. Yeah. And Seth is the the one who who got his arm, you know. Oh yeah, off. yeah. And you know, I think that, you know, I think honestly the only reason why Seth is even a little bit empathetic to Joe is because I think that Seth probably formed a little bit of a trauma bond with uh, with could, Joe in yeah, that moment. That's fair. Because it's like, Could there's no happened. way you can go through something as traumatic as, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. your arm being torn off by a tiger without being like, I have to now depend on yeah. and rely on this person to survive. So yeah. I think that's, you know,
0: it's, it's, it's I think interesting. that's the
1: only reason why Saf doesn't want him to rot in jail. Um,
0: I, I See, I I just feel like the killing of the animals, you know, him allegedly walking up to a cage and just shooting two of them or one of them or whatever... Um, Jeff Lowe said Um, which I would
1: believe to be honest
0: yeah except I find it hard to take anything Jeff Lowe says 100% because he's a con man you know,
1: I mean, also true. But when it's being validated by like nine other people, that's
0: you know what? That, yeah, that's fair. I agree with that. Um, it's
1: nine people are, who all work there are like, yeah, this guy's shooting tigers. You can't be like, yeah. Well, did he yeah. like? No, like. I mean, <laughs> something's obviously happening.
0: He should one hundred percent be in jail for that. But I just feel like there's so much more about the whole murder for hire scheme that he was set but up. He's guilty. Well, I don't think
1: he was set up. Really? I think, I, here's the thing. I think he was pushed and encouraged, absolutely. Do mm-hmm. so I think it would have gone as far as it would have, had it not been for Jeff Lowe and all of them, you know, kind of encouraging yeah. it and making it worse? No, I don't think – I think it would have – I mean, I still think it would have happened eventually. I just think it would have been a long time coming. It would have been, like, yeah. Joe when he's, like, 85 and he's like, I want my deathbed, I might as well try Like, what's yeah. <laughs> you know? Then it's like... I that don't he'll, know. He'll go for
0: it. There's just... I just have this feeling that, you know, obviously he did bad things and, and you know, but I feel like there's more to the story. And if he's in jail, at sure. least there Jeff needs to be Lowe other people testified. in jail. Yeah.
1: Jeff Lowe never testified, which means he's guilty. He's dripping in guilt. Oh, in 100%. Jeff Lowe should be in
0: prison. In, in my Jeff opinion... Jeff Lowe from prison. in my opinion you know joe exotic is in there for 22 years jeff lowe should be in there for 22 years you know um yeah personally had it not been for joe exotic and alan whatever his name is um or had it not been for jeff lowe and his associate i don't think that joe exotic would have gone forward with the murder for hire i think it was something that he said to be sarcastic and controversial and like, you know, can someone just take her out already? I don't think that he was really serious about it until Jeff Lowe got into the picture. You know what? I think there's more. I And I think that Joe has a part in it that's guilty. But I think that he shouldn't be the only one locked up. So No,
1: for sure. He should still be in jail. Because if I tell, if I tell you like every day six times a day, Spencer, go burn down an orphanage with everybody inside. Yeah. And you go do it. That doesn't make it my fault because I told you. It makes it your fault because you actually did it.
0: That's fair. And
1: went, that seems like a good idea. Like, no. Yeah. It's still your, you heard what I said and went, okay. that sounds viable, yeah. and then did it. That's where it's like, even if he was encouraged.
0: Yeah. And it's sad he that still he still was
1: pushed because he's, I think he's got something going on upstairs that's not quite right, and that's not his fault. Possibly, yeah. But, you know.
0: It's unfortunate. Um, just the whole thing. I, I don't think they're it's probably I don't think they're gonna make more episodes. I think this is kinda it. So There's so
1: much more footage though. Which, so yeah. I don't really want there to be more episodes. What do you think about the spoof movie that they're talking about making?
0: Oh, that no, the seri- or the movie, but there's actually gonna be a series that they do. A limited series Love on it. TV. Um so I think Hollywood is gonna eat this up. Um which mm-hmm. But is it going to be that fun to watch now that we've seen Tiger King and we know everything? Like, we're just going to be watching now a TV series or a movie with actor portrayal, but we've already seen the real thing. So why do we want to watch an actor portrayal of it?
1: Well, I think it could be funny. And honestly, I'm really here for Margot Robbie being, oh, having yes. a bullet and playing Joe Exotic. I think that would be hilarious. No, Carol
0: Baskin. She would be a great Carol Baskin.
1: No, they want her to play Joe Exotic, which I think would be funny. What? Marco Robbie's too pretty to play Carol.
0: I'm sorry, that's really mean. But she does the insane thing really well. They're talking about maybe Matthew McConaughey being Joe Exotic, which I think that would be perfect.
1: Matthew McConaughey was supposed to play one of the zookeepers, which I think is great. Okay, yeah, so who they want to play them. So um, Carol Baskin wants um, Kate McKinnon from SNL, to play her was
0: Oh, would that be would be hilarious. funny. Yeah. That would be hilarious.
1: And they do they do have some like facial similarities.
0: I That's, love Yeah, She's I love yeah. Gorgeous. I love her. That would She's be so fun. funny.
1: So she would be great. And then Margot Robbie would be um Joe Exotic. I just can't or some see that. People some, Joe will Joe wants Brad Pitt, I believe. I... Um, to play him, which I mean
0: I could I could see that. I but hmm I, I just don't really, know if there's I just
1: really want
0: really i just, really, really I, just I don't Margo think robbie do it. margot robbie doing it would make sense i just i
1: think well i, I don't know I, I think it would be funny it's like a gender bent kind of
0: yeah but but girl. it's uh
1: oh, well i'm also mm, biased because i love margot robbie and she's like my favorite actress true so, <laughs> um for doc Antle, people are saying will ferrell
0: Oh, which would yes. Be yes. Imagine
1: Will Ferrell walking around with like a bunch of women and like yes. these
0: I, animal I, oh my gosh. Body suits, like bodysuits. It has all to happen. Sexy. I love that. That's
1: so great. And then for Jeff Lowe, people are saying Sean Penn, which mm-hmm. I think would be that would work. fantastic. And then Eric Coey, a lot of people are, are disagreeing, but some people are saying Bill Hader, which I think would actually be really Oh, funny. that would be
0: great. Bill, oh, I yes. Love Bill Hader. I that love would be Bill perfect. Hader.
1: He's incredible. That would then be great. And John Finley, some people are saying uh, he wants Shia LaBeouf.
0: Oh, I could see that. Him, oh, 100%. Which I would love. 100%. I think that would be
1: iconic. And then John Rinke is saying Matthew McConaughey, which I love
0: personally. Yeah. I, you know it. what? I, I could see that. Originally, if I was thinking, I thought that Matthew McConaughey would play Joe Exotic, but I think he'd be a better Rick.
1: Oh, yeah. I oh, think. And Rick Kirkham has a Billy Bob Thornton.
0: Oh, so
1: iconic Zach Efron to play Dylan Passage.
0: Oh yes, that would be great. Or maybe Travis. No, maybe maybe Zach Efron should be Travis.
1: Who did I see? Was uh, let me hang on. Wait, I have it right here. Somebody was suggesting that um, a Nat Wolf play Travis, which I think is okay. It's not. I don't know who that is. Um, he's in Paper Towns.
0: Nope, never seen it.
1: And then, do you know Josh Gad
0: Mm-mm. to play
1: Joshua nope. Dial? Nope. Um, do you know Joshua Dial is the guy who was the um, the um, campaign manager?
0: Oh, okay. Josh, no. Josh Gad. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill should play the Jonah campaign manager. No, right? You're right. That would
1: be iconic. I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> See, this is why it would be hilarious.
0: Jonah Hill, Hill needs to play the campaign so manager. Funny. Well, if they ever it's- do a Tiger King. Kind of a adaptation movie adaptation. We will be I first will in watch. line for tickets. We'll be there. Yes. Yeah. So I I yeah I'm ready now. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so moving on to our next story. Rumor has it, Black Chyna, who is Rob Kardashian's baby mama, um, she is taking heat for charging fans for follow backs on Instagram and FaceTime calls. So. In the link in her bio on Instagram, if you want Black China to follow you on Instagram, it'll cost you two hundred and fifty dollars. And if you want a FaceTime call with her, it'll cost you nine hundred and fifty dollars. So yeah. like really, girl, like are you that desperate for cash? Like a follow back on Instagram, a FaceTime like you know what? You're not even famous enough to have a FaceTime call that you're charging someone a thousand dollars for. Like, who are you? Yeah, like, for sure. I, I just, like, who's going to pay for that? Who's going to do that?
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I don't know. I mean, there's always at least one. And yeah. I feel like that's the thing, is it's like, if you only get one, well, that's still $900. You didn't have four. True. But I still feel like, I always feel like stuff like that is sad, because it's the fans that make you who you are. If you didn't have people following you, nobody would care. And what does she actually do?
0: Doing? She used to be a stripper, and now she's, what does she do? Like, what, what's her what's her talent? What's her job? So, I don't she know. She has
1: a cosmetic brand, Lash who's, Cosmetics.
0: Who's buying that? Like, who?
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's, an, it's, an, it's an up and coming, you know, which is fine. Well, like, no that's great. People starting their own business. But
0: you know, also, yeah.
1: you know, I feel like you shouldn't... I just think it's rude and insensitive and a little bit Jeff Lowy to yes. be charging the people who make you who you are for for an interaction with you,
0: like you and know,
1: not even a genuine one. Like if you if you're if you're getting to talk to one of your idols, like you should, you know, I would hope that it would be out of the goodness of your heart. And if you're trying to, if you like, it's okay to make money off fans. Like that's why you do yeah. merchandise and you do tours and you do book sales sure. and you know you sell autographs and all that kind of stuff. But like to charge somebody, like and it's not even like it's a meet and greet. It's a social it's like media follow
0: back or and, a FaceTime. It's, yeah,
1: it's like, that's just...
0: You know, why doesn't she do some sort of thing with her oh. company, her cosmetic... What's it called? Lash something?
1: Lash Cosmetics. Lash,
0: why doesn't she do something where, you know, if you buy a product from us and you DM me your receipt, I will pick a few random people to FaceTime. Like, yeah, why doesn't she do some sort fantastic. of a, like, a... Because
1: it's still accomplishing the same goal, quote unquote. Yeah. like, it's... Instead,
0: it's, it's so outright and like, it's, it's so forthcoming that it's almost a little like, you know, it's like the weekend, you know, don't say, you know, you're this amazing person, you know, don't hand yourself an award, let other people do that. So for her to just come out and be like, all right, you know, you want to follow back, you want to FaceTime, write the check, like, do something fun and include your fans and include your business. Like, I don't know, I just there's just something weird about that. That's a little just it's too far, in my opinion.
1: No, I agree. Absolutely. So rumor has it, for our last hot topic of the day, that Katy Perry has, quote, multiple big deliveries, end quote, coming this summer, including her baby girl, new music, and a Las Vegas residency announcement. So that's really cool. She's
0: that making could be moves, fun. doing
1: things. I'm very excited for her and
0: Orlando. Orlando yeah to have their baby yeah I think that's, that's fun. so awesome that baby is gonna be gorgeous, so gorgeous. yeah uh, yeah that child is gonna grow up and be like a, a like a mega that baby child can do anything they want yes to. you know
1: anything they want to they can do
0: she you know she confirmed on her Instagram you know not, not only is she gonna give birth and she's working on her new album that last one the Vegas residency announcement how do you feel about Katie in Vegas what's what's your take on that
1: Personally, I, you know, like, if I had money to blow, I would totally go see her. Just to, you know, see what she was doing. I don't know, but though. I'm not going to go see her, probably, just because...
0: She's not on to the top of your list. her
1: and then saving my money to go see somebody else, I would probably rather save my money to go see somebody else.
0: I just don't see the audience. Like, for her in Vegas, she totally has a Vegas show. She's crazy. She does amazing costumes. It's, you know... Pyrotechnics, confetti—like she has it all. But when yeah, you she's th- an
1: entertainer. Yeah, but when you, know, you think skills. when
0: you think of Vegas, I think of Mariah, Britney, Cher—you know, Celine, uh, Elton John. You know, I oh yeah. I don't. Lady Gaga, I think, has done well. I was a little skeptical of that because I think she's still a little young to be in Vegas. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like the audience for Katy Perry, who is gonna wake up and, and say one morning I'm going to fly to Vegas to see Katy Perry because she's not the greatest singer in the world um, she does have the hits she would put on a great show but if I'm going to go to Vegas I'm going to see Cher or I'm going to see Mariah or I'm going to see one of the greats like personally I think Vegas is perfect for Christina too because she has the voice you know and I think yeah, that, I sure. think when you do something in Vegas it's all about having that voice And you can go there and put on an amazing show and not have that vocal caliber of, you know, to Celine or Mariah, but I don't, I just don't, like people walking down the street looking up and seeing a banner for Katy Perry, it's like, eh, like I'd rather go see Gaga. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't think that she has a huge market in Vegas, which is just my personal opinion. She'll probably do great. Um... I don't know. We'll keep an eye on it.
1: Yeah, no, for sure.
0: Alrighty, so it's time for my favorite part of the show, the reality check. Everyone needs a reality check. It's time for our reality TV news roundup, and we've got some good stuff to cover this week. Uh, First of all, Real Housewives of Atlanta star Sheree Whitfield revealed on social media that her mom had been missing for two weeks. Now, horrifying. I mean, it's terrifying to think about. Thankfully, they found her. She is safe. She's with her family. There's really been no explanation for what happened. Um, they just said that she went to the bank on March 23rd, and they didn't see her for two weeks. So I don't know if something happened, or I, maybe they maybe will tell us. Maybe she won't. Um, that, I, I, that would be so scary, extremely. So oh, yeah. um, thank God her mom is home. Everyone is safe, um, and they are all good. So, moving from Atlanta to New York, ex-Real Housewives of New York star Bethany Frankel took some serious shots at the show uh, in a new interview with Extra, which the producers clapped back to. So, this is like a public – like, this is public beef. Like, it's no joke. They are like – the producers and Bethany are like going back and forth. So, let's start with Bethany. So, season 12 premiered, I think, two weeks ago and the beginning of the show like the first few minutes featured all of the women like reading news articles that bethany wasn't returning so it was kind of staged like they were all like texting each other like like bethany's not returning like reading headlines like they you know it was it was a little phony but they put it in there um so bethany didn't receive that super well and she had some she had some words So speaking to Extra, she said, The beginning of the show was the proverbial middle finger to me. The women have definitely had some unpleasant things to say about me. I wish them well. So she then went on to kind of address the slight ratings dip from last season to this season. So she said this about the ratings. "Uh, The ratings overall in television have never been higher, and perhaps the ratings on Real Housewives aren't doing well because it's sort of not maybe the content that is inspiring people to do what they need to do right now. So she kind of took shots at Real Housewives and Andy Cohen, and kind of Bravo overall calling, you know, Real Housewives uninspiring with what we're all going through with this pandemic and everything. Um, and she, she took, like I said, she took shots at the ratings. Uh, last season, season 11 premiere, uh, pulled in 1.54 million viewers. Well, this season, the first season since Bethany's departure, uh the premiere pulled in 1.09 million ratings so there was about a five hundred thousand uh, a five hundred thousand viewers that dropped out so whether that's attributed to Bethany or not, it's kind of up to interpretation or opinion um it obviously seems like she really doesn't have any intention of returning um she's kind of burned well, her bridge
1: no way she could. Because yeah, she's, she trashed everybody. I mean, Andy literally there's I mean, they've said that Andy has lived it because he basically they all kind of feel like we made you famous. You yeah. were nobody before this show and now that we've made you into somebody, you're going to trash on us, you know? Yeah, it's That's uh, where it's like I don't know. The it's ugly. Is, is, I just feel like even if you don't like somebody or a company, unless they're really nasty, in which that case, if they're really nasty, then there's tons of things you can do to get revenge besides just run your mouth. But, like, you yeah. just don't have to say anything. You can just exit quietly and with dignity and then move on True. to bigger and better things and be like, you know what? This is beneath me. And now I'm I moving use on stepping stone and I'm, like, moving on. But you still don't, you don't trash talk.
0: Yeah, you don't
1: to trash talk.
0: You know, that show made her famous. And so, obviously, the producers are super unhappy with her. Um, production sources close to the show actually spoke out about her comments to the Daily Mail, saying, This season the cast can breathe. Everyone shows up and no one is afraid of what mood Bethany will be in or if she'll even be filming. This is someone who called her cast members every horrific name under the sun for years, and yet she can't comprehend that they are happy to have her off the show. So, I mean, that, true. I I would say that they made a valid point. They also called her comments um, a desperate and pathetic attempt to remain in the spotlight. So, they went in. Um, I, I don't know. I I just feel like if if I was a producer on that show and probably the biggest star that it's manufactured is now out in the public trashing it, it's like remember where you came from, because
1: yeah, in so season one, the people that brought you what you yeah. Had. Because in season one, (laughs) exactly,
0: she was in this small apartment trying to write a cookbook. She was a nobody. And now she's this household name. So they went on to say, the women know it kills her that this season is going to be a success without her. You've got to feel sorry for her, really. She lost on The Apprentice, Martha Stewart. Her talk show bombed, her serious radio show failed, and every time Bravo has attempted another show with her, they've tanked too. I mean, there is no hope of her coming back, I think. She has burned her bridge, and the producers are burning their bridge, and I think it's over. Oh, for sure. And the producers are sources close to production. Also, like you said, um, commented that Andy is actually really angry with her. um, And they said, We all can't believe she's out here bashing the show when the ratings are good, and she's proclaimed to have moved on when she decided to leave the franchise. I know the ladies only wish her more success with her new show than she had with the last one, which was a definite dig because her last show, which was her talk show, Bethany, premiered in 2013 and only lasted for one season. So uh, they finished out their series of quotes saying, as much as Bethany pretends to be a producer, creator, mogul, and even philanthropist, she will always be a real housewife and reality star. She was a no one before R-H-O-N-Y. Why would someone be so desperate as to bash the franchise that built her brand? Andy is livid, which is understandable. Um, Oh, yeah. I I feel like almost the production sources went harder on her than she went on them. Um, I think that she was a little bit more discreet about her digs, and she was obviously shading the show and the cast and everything, but the producers just went ham, which, I mean, you can't really hold them accountable for that i mean they're angry um i think it's just super disrespectful and i think it's a bad move for her um i mean like i said remember where you came from like you said don't bite the hand that feeds you um i mean you know
1: yeah no agreed
0: all right it's time the real housewives of beverly hills season 10 premiered last night i loved every second of it Um, you watched it a little bit after I did. So I was like Mm -hmm. texting you like 15 minutes, like 10 minutes. Like I was counting it down all day. I was so excited. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I, you know what? I thought it was a really great opener to the season. I thought it was fun that they were in New York doing Kyle's clothing line. Um, and I thought it was funny because you don't expect the premiere of Beverly Hills to be in New York. Um, so I enjoyed that. Um, I think, I think that the two new girls are really interesting. I like them both. Um, I, you know what? I liked
1: one more than
0: the other. Oh, is there going to be some shade? Are we going to get into some, some differences of opinion here? There
1: might be, there's going to, there might be. There
0: might be. Okay. You know, I really didn't feel Lisa Vanderpump's absence at all. I really like the cast and I think that they are 100% capable of carrying the show. I just feel like the last few seasons, Lisa Vanderpump has been kind of checked out. And so... You know well,
1: she's got so many other
0: exactly.
1: things that she's
0: doing. So she's you know, Beverly Real Housewives isn't her number one anymore. You know, maybe it was five, ten years ago, but she's got Vanderpump Rules, she's got Vanderpump Dogs, like she's busy, you know what? She's over it. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, but I, I really enjoyed the season. I think this is gonna be a great season. I know that I'm super optimistic about my T V and what I watch and I I sometimes get easily let down because I'm too excited for something and it doesn't live up to my expectation or something like that. But this season, I am going to throw caution to the wind. I'm saying it. I think this is going to be one of the best seasons in recent years.
1: I hope so. I, I hope
0: so. I hope so. What did but you think of the premiere?
1: I liked it. I took some notes. Um, because I oh, was, like, how I studious. I remember everything. Um, so I,
0: First, let's I talk would... about the new girls. Garcelle and Sutton.
1: Garcelle, I love Garcelle.
0: I I like her. I love her. I love her tagline. I absolutely love her. I know her
1: tagline was great. She's sassy. She's got attitude. She's honest. She's
0: upfront. Definitely. She puts it to
1: the point. She's just super, but like she's super down to earth. You know, she's, she's cool. She's had the easiest life, but she's obviously worked very hard to bring herself up to the top. I love everything about
0: her. You know what? On top
1: of that, she's absolutely gorgeous.
0: She is. Um, I think that it's a really cool landmark moment, you know, that she is the first African-American housewife on RHOBH, which I honestly don't think that there's another woman that could have taken that role than Garcelle. Um, oh, percent I think, think
1: – She is – Yeah. Because she, she just fit right in
0: right away. Uh, yeah, really. Um, You know what, though? As I was watching her, she's not super – like she had her guard up, obviously, with all these new women. So I hope that we get to see more of her. Um, she didn't seem super personal right off the bat, so I'm gonna be looking for that. I wanna, you know, sh- she's a lot like me. She she's a lot like me where she uses a lot of sarcasm or joking, and and I I wanna see I wanna see more of like who she is. Like she described her background and where she came from, and and that was great. But with the women, I wanna really see who she is behind her big personality. So that's my only thing with Garcelle. Is she's got a huge personality, which is perfect for the show. But yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed Sutton more.
1: I really did not like Sutton. My really? first impression. I'm I'm holding out for her and I'm hoping to like her more later.
0: I just think that Sutton, like the minute she came on, she just like unfiltered, like said how she fe- like felt, like these are my opinions, like Oh, you know, Teddy looks like she's she's wearing a romper. Cute. Like, I was like, I love someone that... I
1: liked Teddy's romper better I, you know, than her black bow dress.
0: I just love someone that can come in and just, like, look at everybody. And, like, what she said is something that you think but you would never say. And so what I like about her right off the bat is similar to Brandi Glanville, she is obviously not afraid to say exactly how she feels. And that definitely can come off crass or catty or pretentious um, or judgy. For me, I look at it as reality TV gold. She's 100% honest. Like, there's huge potential with that. I just think that because it's a reality well,
1: yeah, it's show. It's going to stir the pot. It's oh, 100%. Pot, but I'm just saying, like, like I, I, I
0: don't know. You're the not an instant I... fan.
1: Because I do too. Somebody yeah. That in real life, I'd probably want to be friends with. Yeah. Versus like with Sutton, Sutton just came out. I felt like guns blazing. Just like you look ugly in That's this. Fair. You're classless. Well, you know, I. You're whatever, and I
0: was like, girl. I don't know. What? I just I feel like Sutton is Beverly Hills' own Heather Dubrow. Um, you know, she's. I I feel like Sutton is a but true. I like yeah, I just feel like Sutton is a true socialite. And
1: Yeah, and, I, maybe I just don't like
0: society. You know, it's it's a little bit like Dallas with Dallas Society and, you know, all of that that they deal with on their franchise. I just feel like with Sutton, obviously, you know, she came in and she knows everything and anything about fashion and couture and she has her own, you know, boutique and, and you know, it's called the Sutton concept. And so she's very well versed in that. And so coming in, I think she knew – what kind of a persona she wanted to play. Um, and that was to, you know, say, you know, Erica's dress is a little short and that's where I get a little judgy. You Like, that's just her, I feel like that's her TV persona. Um, I I just, I don't know. I think that she has lots of potential. Um,
1: I think she has great potential. And I, want, I really genuinely do want to like her. Yeah. I genuinely want to have it be like two or three episodes in. And I'm like, you know what? You know, she started off really strong.
0: Maybe that's just that, her. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I like her now. You know, she's toned it down a bit, and she's very judgy, and she says it how it is. But she has a good heart at the end of the day. You
0: know. See. Yeah. Like,
1: I, that's, I. You know.
0: I, I definitely think that that will come through. Um, I think right off the bat, though, obviously, that's kind of what production wanted. I think that's that's that was her introduction, and so I think you know as we get to see more of her, I I, I think she's overall like. Like face to face, I think she's a nice person. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that you know because maybe fashion is her area, she took it upon herself to totally say how she felt. Um, I don't know. I I, I think yeah. that they're both great additions, and I'm excited to I'm excited I'm, to get I'm, to know yeah, them.
1: I'm excited to see how it progresses.
0: Definitely. Um, for sure. So what did you think about Dorit and Kyle? Because I don't, for some reason you know Kyle seemed. Confused about her line and what pieces she had, which was a little unprofessional. But I feel like Dorit was really um, snarky in her confessionals with Kyle. And I don't know, I I don't I didn't I understand mean,
1: yeah, that. Yeah, but also Dorit was kind of matching how I was feeling, so maybe that makes me rude. Also, I don't know. I just felt like, how is it? Like I was fully supportive of Kyle's passion. I was like, oh wow, that's so cool. Like a lot of her pieces, I was like, wow, I really like that. You know, yeah, like, that's super awesome. It's beautiful. But I was like, what, like, how are you having a fashion show when you don't even know what half pieces are? Like, even if you're not designing yeah. most of them yourself, they should at least get your stamp of approval, especially when yeah. you're about to go on stage for the whole world to see, Yeah. You know? If this, I don't know I just feel like if this is your fashion show and you're excited for this and this is the biggest thing in your life how are you not like in advance both my daughters are walking yeah. you know I want them to be in the show I've looked at every single piece that's going to be there ahead of time and we know what we have Yeah. and you know I, yeah. I don't know I want I was I, wanted, I really was fully in for Kyle but I was kind of like
0: she needs to get I, a better feel, hold of her business uh, I feel like
1: it's less I feel like it's her name well... And some of her designs, but the impression that I got was that it was, like, she kind of just does her own thing and then comes back to it and is, like, oh,
0: yeah, I, no, yeah. i also part of it, you know? Yeah. So. yeah, I understand that. I didn't like, though, that when Dorit, at, like, in her confessional at the end of the show, she was, like, and, you know, Kyle needs to thank me for saving her show. And I thought, what, what? Like... When when Kyle called Dorit and asked for help, that was great because Dorit was like, let me tell you this and, and, and you know, do you have their hair and makeup and stuff like that? And that was really nice. But the minute they got to the warehouse, you know, Dorit barely said five words. So what? Ex- how exactly did she save the show? So that's, I was like, hmm, um, what do you think about that? Well, do, do you remember when, when she said that in her confessional? Yeah.
1: Yeah, because the thing is, it's like Kyle had a production team who was fantastic. So yeah, I feel like Dorit was definitely like an assistant kind of where she was providing support and like all this yeah. kind of
0: stuff. I don't think I, she I saved don't know the about show. Saving like, it,
1: but,
0: and know. what was funny was that Dorit was like, you know, I do this all the time, and and you know, this is my thing, and I'm thinking, okay, well, uh, you have a bathing suit line called Beverly Beach, great. Um... Just because you have a bathing suit line and you've done a few fashion shows, I don't know how many, there was one on the show. So I don't know if she's had more since then or in between or if there was only one on the show. But, like, I don't know. I just think she gave herself, like, a title, like, this is my thing, so I, I saved Kyle. Like, I, I don't know. I thought that was a little, like, uh, like come on. Um, right but overall, I mean, I thought it was a pretty substantial premiere. Um, I was happy with it, and of course we have to talk about those last few minutes, like oh,
1: yeah, it was crazy
0: train wreck. Um,
1: what do you think? What do you think Denise is hiding?
0: Oh well, we know what she's hiding. Um, it's the whole oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Brandy Glanville,
1: Glanville her and yeah. yeah
0: Um, before that but, but, like, though, why
1: does she? I mean, I know she wants to hide it because she that would mean she cheated, but like
0: well, she also has an issue with. I guess this is what I've heard through the grapevine. She texted Brandy and kind of, when they were still on good terms, and kind of trash talked some of the women. And apparently, Brandy went back to the girls and told them. And so, in that clip, when you hear Kyle say, well, you just need to be honest. Um, And then she's like, well, I'm leaving. That was, I, I'm theorizing that that was probably about the whole text message issue. Um, But... Related to when she was at the dinner and she was like, I don't want to talk about this. Bravo, Bravo, effing Bravo. Like that was her basically saying like, cut this out. Cause before the season aired, there were rumors that she wanted all of the footage with the whole Brandy allegations and all of that drama cut out of the show. And she sent a cease and desist to Bravo. And so basically with reality TV, what they did was they broke the fourth wall and they showed the cameras and they mentioned that it was a show, which with reality TV, you never want to say the network name. You never want to, you, you don't want to elude at all that it's a show. So basically when Denise was sitting there and she was like, I don't want to talk about this. Bravo, bravo. Like that was her kind of trying to sabotage that scene thinking they'll edit it out if I say the network name. But they they broke that fourth wall and they're using all the footage. So what did you think about? Yeah. What did you think about everything that went down in the preview?
1: I mean, I'm eager to see where it goes and what exactly happens and everything that she says. And I thought it was interesting. Who said it? I can't recall who said it, but she was like, Will "You sign up to the show to show your oh life? Lisa Rena. And if you don't want to be honest about it, that sucks. Maybe it was Lisa Rena. Yeah, because like I, I don't want to talk about my daughter's eating disorder, but that's that's life. That's how it goes. Yeah, you know. And that's where it's like, you know, as long as her daughter's okay with that, then that's totally yeah. fine, you know. But like, and in this case, it's like, you know, you made a mistake or you did something that you're not
0: sure you want to know. But or you did it's an it allegation got, that she's embarrassed about, you know?
1: Yeah, but it's like, also, it's like, but, I mean, you know, if you cheated on your husband, he's going to find out eventually.
0: I mean, also, you're, I you're on TV. It was
1: like, you, I saw a tweet where it was like, why would you think. It was like, of all people to cheat with, why would you cheat with Brandy Glamble? Like, did you really think she could keep her mouth shut? Which, like, I, I have know. no yeah. opinion on that. But which, I thought that was kind well, of funny.
0: Well, and interestingly, because Brandy's been so open about how her marriage to her husband ended, which was because he cheated on her. So, Brandy claims that Denise has an open marriage. And Denise kind of... Brandy claims that she has proof that they hooked up. And that's kind of what she brings to the table and... There's are some crazy situations that go down, reportedly. Um, I don't know, but... I just feel
1: like, I don't know, on the one hand, I think it's interesting, but on the other hand, I'm like, you know what, it's your sex life, if you had a lesbian affair, fine, you know, talk to your husband about it, let she us just... know if you guys are still married, and that's what I care about, you know? Yeah, I, like, she
0: just probably, I, like, we, we don't really know don't that it happened.
1: Be, and I just don't think you should be... Well, I under- if you're embarrassed about the cheating I get that if you're embarrassed about
0: well I understand who it was that with, though because I mean it's like uh you you're know. married to a loving husband you have kids and you know you have a you have a like a I, I don't know I think that that like an allegation like this that kind of Brandy told everyone was like well we hooked up is I don't know I would I would be embarrassed if I was Denise because she has this picture perfect fairy tale marriage and family and these, well, for
1: sure, yeah.
0: you know, these, these allegations of, you know, them hooking up and her cheating. And I think it would be super embarrassing for the family just because it's a messy situation. And so maybe that's what she's trying to hide. Maybe that's her secret. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But it's like, why? I don't know. I
1: mean, it's messy. We'll find out.
0: It's messy. Well, it'll be
1: messy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I can't wait for the reunion already. This reunion's going to be crazy.
1: Yeah, evidently Garcelle is the only one, according to Garcelle, who still like keeps in contact. Or Garcelle said she didn't know, but she's still in contact. Everybody else, it seems like, is no longer talking to Denise, but Garcelle oh, still is. Okay. So, um, yeah, Garcelle. I watched the Watch What Happens Live afterwards, and Garcelle had some things to say. Oh, I okay. She had some interesting opinions. I didn't watch
0: it. Was it good? Um,
1: yeah, and it was great. So Dorit showed uh, – it was Dorit and Garcelle were on. Dorit showed her new house. It literally looks like a resort. Oh, really? Like, her new house literally looks like a resort. Like, I, they were showing some of the bits of it, and I was like, that literally is so incredible, beautiful. Mm. Love it. So love that. Um, oh, and they asked um, – uh, Andy asked Garcelle, like, a few questions, like, about, like, her perception of the castover. Okay. The time, whatever. And I kind of wrote down my uh, – my – the things that I thought were the most interesting. Okay. so Spill firstly, it. Firstly, Garcelle said that, they asked, so Andy asked who Garcelle thought was the most welcoming and the least welcoming. Okay. What, I actually wanted to guess, want you to guess. Who do you think was the most welcoming and then there's two, you can have two options for the least welcoming.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to preface my answer like this. Uh, after the show, Kyle had a live stream on her Instagram and I watched it and she said that she was kind of a little confused why Garcelle was throwing some shade at her on Watch What Happens Live. So I'm assuming maybe Garcelle said that Kyle was the least welcoming and obviously Denise was the most welcoming because they're actual friends.
1: So you are correct on Kyle. She said Sutton and Kyle were the least welcoming. Okay. And then Erica was actually the most welcoming.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, and then... So she, they asked, um, Andy asked her like what housewife gave you like the most, um, like advice before coming on the show. And Garcelle said, well, it was nobody from this franchise, but Nini
0: actually oh,
1: From Atlanta? This Gar- yeah. This is what Garcelle said that she said. The quote was, girl, they're going to be lying and stabbing you in the back. Watch out. Yikes. End quote. So that's what Nini said, had to say about the Beverly Hills gals. Um. Who do you think Garcelle said was the most trustworthy? Denise. Yes. Yeah. Who do you think Garcelle said had the biggest ego?
0: Um, Sutton. Kyle. <gasps> oh, was that the shade that was that Kyle was must like have been a, talking was about?
1: That and there was like a couple other ones I don't remember. Um. Oh, Dorit and Garcelle also both like Teddy's romper.
0: I, you know what? I like Teddy's romper. I just thought that Sutton was being funny. I, I, I laughed. I thought it was fun. <laughs> I mean, like, I just think it, it's kind of like harmless shade. Like, you're talking about her outfit. Like, who cares? You know. Yeah. Um, oh,
1: Doree said about Kyle's show that, quote, she like I liked her designs, but she was definitely in over her head, end quote. Oh, and the last one. Woody, that's true. Woody's biggest misconception was that the woman wouldn't be welcoming when you got there. And she said, they were welcoming when I was there, when I got, first got there.
0: And then her quote was, and then they throw you under the bus, end quote. So, oh, you know, okay. So then, well. so it looks like because obviously Garcelle is friends with Denise, Garcelle will be an ally to Denise through whatever drama goes down. So yeah. that means Garcelle is going to probably be in it pretty heavily. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, what did you think about Denise? Um, when she was talking to the waiter, when he got her drink order oh, wrong, that was so rude, she wasn't apologized it? For that. Yeah, she apologized for that later. She did. Like,
1: literally, that was so. And then, so then, when the waiter was like, "Oh, well, it is whatever brand," and she goes, "No, it's not."
0: Yeah, I was like, "That was." Did
1: you make that drink, girl? Hang on, like
0: you know what? I know you know
1: your I know you know your alcohol, but like
0: damn. yeah, I I definitely was a little taken aback watching it. Oh, but on another note. What did you think of the taglines? Whose was your favorite, and whose them. was your least favorite?
1: Oh, man. It's it's hard. I would say...
0: I really liked them. What what are, they were great.
1: I really liked them. My favorite, like, it, it's hard. Okay, I really I liked... I liked Kyle's a lot. I yeah. I liked Dorit's a lot, and I liked Erica's, because they're sassy. I think my least favorite is probably Denise's. yeah. But it was not like it was bad. It just wasn't like
0: you okay, know, okay.
1: Because like okay, so do you want to go through each time? Yeah.
0: Why don't Why it? don't you read them down okay. and then and then I'll so tell you my favorites.
1: Tiles is around here. There's more than just dresses in everyone's closet, and I was like,
0: okay, so people are hiding some skeletons. Okay. Got some skeletons yeah. in their closet,
1: and I like that. Yeah. Because, and, Apparently, Lisa Rennes said on a recent episode of Watch What Happens Life that Kyle is the biggest peacemaker of the cast this season. Oh, so I felt like I felt like it was a little bit mysterious and elusive, yeah. but definitely suggests there's going to be good drama. But course.
0: like, but this is her tenth season. She's the OG. I mean, mm-hmm. shouldn't she have had like something more like special or personal?
1: I mean, yeah, I still like it though. See, I like a, li- I like a little mystery.
0: Okay, moving down the list, whose was next?
1: So, Lisa Renna's was the secret to life dance like everyone is watching.
0: I love that. Because, like, I thought it was great. She posts all those dancing videos on, like, TikTok and Instagram. So, yeah, I liked it. You know what? I thought
1: it was so funny that she was talking about when they were at the strip club and she was like, I do this on the internet.
0: I know. I love that. That was hilarious. (laughs) She's actually unhappy with her tagline. Um, She didn't like it when it came out. She actually was petitioning Bravo to change it because she had one that she recorded that she liked more, which was. when people ask me my sign, I say dollar. Which I thought which it was It was okay. I think,
1: I think it's I like it. I mean,
0: It's it's I think the one that they used is way better for her.
1: I think I like the one though about the her sign because they saw the astrologist.
0: Oh yeah, that's so, true.
1: I think it kind of fits. You
0: know? Yeah. I mean, there's always next season. Um yeah. who is next?
1: Next one is Darice, which I really like. I, so
0: I was my settle. least favorite. Really? I hated it. Okay, I you like can.
1: It. I won't settle for anything less than everything. I liked it. It
0: like, was so boring and impersonal. It was like, like I I don't know. I just thought that it it wasn't super, like, it it was. There's no meaning like to her. How did it connect to her? Because like, it, it was shows basic. that
1: she's like. I think it just shows that she's just like really into her wealth. And
0: I don't know. Like, you know what? I thought it was a little basic. Um,
1: I liked it. Garcelle's was incredible.
0: Oh yeah, was um, that next?
1: Life is an audition, and honey, I am getting that. Part.
0: I love I that like, one. Oh, that was great. That was great.
1: Knock me over.
0: That was great.
1: Teddy's was okay.
0: Uh, I, I like Teddy's. what, what
1: I am expecting. I thought it was all right. I thought it was cute
0: because it like it made reference to her being pregnant. I you know I liked it actually. It was probably one of my oh, favorites. Cool.
1: Oh. And it was funny because that she said that because according to um, Dorit, Dorit said that Teddy is really judgy this season.
0: Oh yeah, because she's pregnant and so like the hormones and which mm-hmm. hey I you know what I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and according to what Lisa said, Teddy is the cast member who spills the most shocking tea this season. Really? So yeah, okay. Apparently, okay. Teddy's gonna have her moment this year. So
0: you know um, what's funny is that a lot of the fans and viewers don't like Teddy. She is the least liked person on the cast. And I, for the life of me, can't figure out why. Like, I
1: would have to watch the previous seasons to know, but I always really liked I Teddy.
0: I love Teddy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, anyway. I, feel, I don't know. Well,
1: whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Next is Erica's, which I really liked.
0: Yeah. Hers Rizzle is fun. leg,
1: not in these heels, honey. Yeah, I, I like that one. It. Oh, oh Denise's is the
0: last one. My life may oh. not
1: be a fairy tale, but I'll always get a happy ending.
0: Yeah. It's cute. I was, you yeah. know. Um... I would probably have to say that maybe Garcelle's tagline or Teddy's or Lisa's was my favorite. Um, definitely Dorit's was my least favorite. And I think Ky- Kyle's was okay. Um, I think she could have, like I said, done something more special with it being the decade season and all. But I, you know what? I liked it. I, I think their taglines were great. But yeah, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills airs every Wednesday on Bravo at 8pm. We will be watching, and uh, we'll keep you updated.
1: Yeah. Next is our chart check. So, fun times. Um, At number one, Jesus Son by Drake, another TikTok song. Yeah. Half of these, more
0: than half of these at this point are TikTok songs. It's a terrible song, by the way. It's horrible.
1: It's really not good. I did
0: not enjoy it. How it made it to the top of the Hot 100, I don't know. Well, it's
1: because Everybody's listening True. to it to learn the dance. But I don't know. I come for me if you will, I'm sorry, but I just I've tried multiple times to get into Drake and I just don't I like know, his music. right? And it doesn't mean that it's not necessarily that he's he's bad. Oh no, he's, he's
0: a, a bad not. singer. He's like nasally and, and I, <laughs> I just I don't get it.
1: It's just he's just not my cup of tea personally. Like every time a Drake song comes out I listen to it and I'm like, I wanna like it, I just don't. So you that's can't. just my opinion. That's just how I feel. So number one, cheesy side with Drake. Number two, a song I do like, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Number three is The Box by Roddy Rich, also another great song. Um, Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa. And number four, those top four songs are all TikTok songs. Some Which have been is or crazy. Still crazy time, yeah. So um, Life is Good at number five, Feature featuring Drake. It's been on the charts for a while. Post Malone actually moved up a little bit, I believe, to number six. With circles. Really? Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, well, we thought he was leaving. He's still here. <laughs> Seven is Adore You by Harry Styles, which you did not like, but I did.
0: I, no, not for me.
1: I think it's cute. Um, number eight, one of my dad, my dad is currently playing this song on repeat. Say So by Doja Cat. Oh my which God, I never no. no. I, I was like, dad, you're so hip. And cool. <laughs> it was really great. So I loved it. Coming back around, though. Um, at number nine is intentions by Justin Beaver featuring Quavo.
0: Still <laughs> in the top ten shows, yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> number ten is everything I wanted by Billy Eilish. So,
0: I'm over it. Come you know, on, that song is just we so like old. Her, but
1: I'm over that song so, over it. You know, onto the Billboard two hundred chart, looking at the top ten albums here, we've got number one for the third week in a row, after hours by the weekend. Hmm. Um she's so killing it up there. Uh, number two is a new album, "Pray for Love" by Rod
0: Wave. I haven't. I've have never heard to of him. him. I've not heard of him. No. Uh, number three, Eternal. Still haven't uh, figured out how to pronounce it.
1: Nope. Still, I I.
0: keep Being like,
1: I need to remember to look this up, and then I keep forgetting just because I don't, I don't listen to Little Uzi Vert. So Me neither. Like, I just, yeah, it's been on the it's been on the charts for five weeks though, so mm. I really have had no excuse. Yeah. But I haven't <laughs> yeah, done it so. All right. Number four is My Turn by Little Baby. Moved up two spots. That's cool. And number five is Southside by Sam Hunt, which I don't listen to a lot of country. And I don't, I don't listen to a lot I of Sam country. Hunt. I hate country. But he does have a couple good songs. So next, YHLQ MDLG by Bad Bunny is at number six. Roddy Rich with his Please Excuse me for Being Antisocial is sitting at number seven. G2 Nostalgia actually went down.
0: Oh. Spots. Okay. Wow. Um, totally,
1: but she's at number eight. And then... Post Malone, with Hollywood's Bleeding, was actually at number 11.
0: Oh, and then it came week. back up? And then
1: came back. So he's been on the charts for 31 weeks, so that's crazy. And that's so at, at number
0: 9? Oh, okay. Yep,
1: and then Chalombo by Janae Alco is at number 10. She also re-entered the charts. Okay. Um, just a little interesting thing. So, Joyner Lucas, with his album ADHD, he was at spot number 10. And Kong by Five Seconds of Summer was at number two last week, and both of them dropped significantly, really, to being in the top ten to now being in the twenties. Wow! So, so, and I was—I I mean, my boy band phase was with K-pop, so I never really got into, yeah. like, One Direction or Five Seconds of Summer or Justin Bieber or anything like that. Yeah, I was—I was thirsting after. You're busy, yeah. <laughs> so I was—I was busy teaching myself Korean, and that's hilarious, you know. I love that listening to k-pop so that's my story but anyway that's the chart check for this week
0: um and uh, i think that's everything cycling through the rumor mill right yeah so don't forget to follow us on instagram at the.rumor.mil uh you can follow us on twitter for daily polls at trm updates you can follow us on youtube at the rumor mill uh don't forget new episodes every friday bonus episodes on monday and uh, we're still gonna stay quarantined, do this over the phone as long as we have to. Um, I'm looking forward to it being over, though. There's there's some. Yeah, we're on the home stretch. Yes, there's some talk of it, of social distancing ending, like next month. So, crossing my you're fingers. Yes. yes. All right. Thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.